Less morose than Leonard Cohen, less maudlin and self-pitying than a beautiful South song, marginally less horrifying than real Keith's knees, and infinitely less scary than the dramatic reinterpretations of William Shatner. It's the Staggering Stories podcast number 39. Woohoo! <laughs> when confused. did you see real Keith's knees? Crumbly. I'm fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the real Keith. <laughs> he always says that. He does. He's so full of himself. <laughs> Without further ado, dipping a toe in the metaphorical waters of the news with El Presidente. <laughs> What? Anyway, <laughs> Doctor Who news. Oh, do we have some Doctor Who news? I we think do. we do. Ooh, Doctor Lay it Who on us. goes high definition. This is something you've been waiting for, well, isn't it? It Heath really scientists. is. Yeah. The torture's been high def for two, three years yeah. now. Finally, Doctor Who's going high def with the new specials, these four coming up. And there's some debate as to what this means for the TARDIS. Yes. How so? Because one of the reasons they gave not going to high def earlier is that the TARDIS set wasn't up to it. I do remember Russell T mentioning this mm. on one of the confidentials. Are they saying perhaps a BBC set is tacky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe just the switch. Oh I never believed that anyway. But maybe they're redoing the set. That would be good. Maybe. As long as they don't redo it too much. Let's not head back to Roundel's chaps. Yeah. Aww. No, all you've got to like do is just press a button to change the wallpaper for the TARDIS. Oh, exactly. Yes. Leopard skin. I have seen on the web, uh, I'll see if I can send you a copy so you can put up a link on, but I've seen someone's rendition of the leopard skin TARDIS. Oh, oh no. yeah. They, they've <laughs> done a CGI console with leopard skin and, and the central console is a lava lamp. It's in, like in it's like Vet Lynch in TARDIS form, oh, isn't yeah. it? Oh, no. yeah. Basically, the TARDIS has been pimped up. Yeah. 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 Is there a picture of Rose in there? No, 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 skin. no, no <laughs> nobody in there. It's just just the TARDIS itself. But anyway, one thing that worries me about HD is this yep. going to be like um, when mm-hmm. vinyl was replaced by CDs? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be like a hardcore section of people going, "No, mm. I can't hear a difference at all or see a difference"? <laughs> well, and then yes. in five years' time, are we going to be pining for the old crackly version and there'll be a new? Think everybody be converted back onto VHS again? Exactly, so oh, that you can get that that crackly. <laughs> Effect. Personally, yeah. I'm just wondering how much is this going to add to the budget because it, mm. it's, it's got to up. They've got to up the level of special effects. They've got to up the level of makeup for the monsters and True. No, they haven't. I, I'm, I'm just wondering how many invisible aliens will now be making their appearance on Doctor Who. Well, they, they don't have to do that at all. All they've got to do is set it in flashback and use a fuzzy lens, <laughs> <laughs> or just wipe some Vaseline over the lens. Yeah, <laughs> but as I said, Torch would have been doing it. For yeah, two now. Three Three years. But speaking as someone who can't see past the end of her nose, um, I really can't tell the difference. I genuinely can't. We all came round and watched uh, the to- one of the Torchwood episodes on Adam's big flash telly. View screen. Mm, view screen. It's an enterprise mm. view it's, screen. It's a brilliant telly, but I couldn't tell the difference. It just looked as blurry as everything else looks <laughs> that, to me. That was off-air HD. If you look at the Blu-ray, it's probably even a bit better than that. He's going to make me watch something. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> 
The Doctor and Blu-ray yep. charge a fortune, I expect. Oh, God, mm. yeah. Well, they charge a fortune for the bleeding DVDs, no, yeah. don't they? Yeah. 50 quid at the moment. You have to buy them set. from Tesco's just to get them at an acceptable yeah. price. Mm. Any other news? Ooh. Oh, I have some news. Oh, you yeah. have some news. Oh, yes. What's your and news? I am disgusted. Really? And we should start a campaign. Yes. Mm-hmm. Matt Smith yeah. uh-huh. yes. was not a fan of Doctor Who. Oh. I don't think they should have given him the job. Well, um, <laughs> Fire him now. Um, yes. Was William Hartnell a fan of Doctor Who? Well, now you're being silly. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't stand it. He would never watched an episode in his life yeah, before yeah. he took it on. No, I've never watched it before he started. You're both being silly. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Matt Smith, he was born in, what, 1982? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yes. So thing went off air when he was about seven yeah. yes but it's been repeated ad infinitum on UK gold and whatever they call themselves now there's no excuse none, none at all he's part of that generation where there was no Doctor Who no, really. it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean anything I, I would like to point out that um, construct number one and construct number two of real Keith and I were both born in the hiatus yeah, yeah. and well they, they're fans of Doctor Who yeah, yeah, well, I wonder that, why that, that, that's <laughs> Having remembrance of the Daleks are on infinitum in the background at some point in their life. We are the only family with an eldest son who's rebelled to become a football fan. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't Matt Smith uh, say he will watch all the old episodes or at least get get in the... uh... Yeah, he says he's going to make it his business to do so. Well, as I say, I don't think it's entirely necessary. It's a job. Traitor! (laughs) <laughs> Plus you got Stephen Moffat. Yeah, yeah. Who was obviously a big vast fan. toffee, if yeah, you please. Indeed. So, you know, that's the important bit. The writers know that's what they're it. doing. Yeah. So my fire Matt Smith, because he's a traitor campaign, is not going to find any support here? Mm, no, 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 not yet, no. anyway. But speaking of new doctors, <laughs> yes. according to that tome of all things news, The Mirror... Uh-huh. Slightly better than... The Martin Clunes was approached to be the new Doctor. Okay. Yeah. We remember Martin Clunes was, uh, was it Lon from, from... was it Kinder or Snake Dance? (laughs) Snake Dance. Snake Dance. One of those ones with a really dodgy effect. He looked rather Mm. um, fey in it. Well, how can we put it? It looked like the the height of 80s fashion that he was wearing. And he was young and slender. (laughs) Bless him. Apparently he was meant to be in the Christmas special. Yeah. That fell through four days before filming apparently because he's been working for ITV hasn't he so perhaps he'd forgotten how badly the BBC pay and it came as a shock to him Doc Martin isn't it he's been doing recently on ITV I think so I do like the the news article you've got here it's the last bit which I've got to quote is Mm. (laughs) a Doctor Who spokesman said we don't don't comment comment on casting casting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether to believe this or not Yeah, Mm. but it was from the mirror Adam quite (laughs) (laughs) quite yes (laughs) Yeah, fair point. (laughs) All right, something we've all been ogling just now. New Torture trailer has just been released. Oh, it's Mm. good. It is very good. It is very good. Oh, hang about in case people don't want to know. Spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music, spoiler music. Cool. Talk to a children of Earth. It will air over five consecutive nights on BBC One this spring. We haven't got a proper date confirmed yet, have we? No, no, it just no. says this spring. So. Yeah. But what I do, again, harking back to uh, my... my harking m- back? N- <laughs> no, no, harking back right, to my minor gripe from the last one. I mm-hmm. think it, it got showed on air and got showed at the Comic Con yes. in America. Mm. But over here, it's only 
on the website. Yeah. But it got released simultaneously. Yeah. 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 So you're complaining um, about them getting it first. Uh, sure. no, well, <laughs> so you've got a mainline release and it, it's a sidelined release in this country. Was it not shown on BBC Two? I don't think so. I could no. be mistaken. I could be mistaken. You feel very silly if you want. I would. I will be very, yeah. very silly. You've gone off on a rant and yeah. you may be wrong. No, it's at the same time, 9pm GMT, the preview is made available mm. on the Torchwood website. Oh, fair enough. Mm. Yeah, so, so, yeah. But it was a good trailer. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a, a trailer. damn good trailer. Good, yes. yeah, I recommend you nip over there now. Well, not it now. Was. Listen to the end of the yeah, podcast. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. No, but, there no, were explosions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Burnt people. Mm, yeah. Oh, yes. Guns. Bodies in concrete. Very much so. Captain Jack. Yeah. <laughs> there, um, Kissing. Well, yes. yes. Yeah. Captain yeah. Jack. <laughs> um, apparently some, something has taken over the children and they're yes. all just standing there doing nothing. Nothing. They've just become teenagers. That's all that's happened. <laughs> hormones kicking in. No, but apparently series producer Peter Bennett said that Children of Earth would be an epic tale Ooh. with a dilemma about a subject that's going to affect all the children of Earth. John Major. Major. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Does he live under your stairs? You've got to live somewhere, isn't oh, it? True, true, yeah. Someone um, I was chatting to on Facebook wants to know if uh, the kids from the Sarah Jane Adventures will be in because he thinks mm. one of the external shots looked rather like Bannerman Road. Oh. I think it I'm, may have been. Oh, I mm. hope it's not. Don't Enough know. with the crossovers. Well, yeah. I'm not sure about Torchwood, but he, I think Russell T has stated that Torchwood not, will not be showing up in Sarah Jane Adventures. But the Sarah yeah. Jane Adventures but, might be showing yeah, up I'm in not Torchwood. Sure if, I'm not sure if it's the other way. Yeah, uh, I think it probably will show. I mean, it's hard to do this without it being mentioned, at least. It does look good, but trailers oh, often God, look yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all yes, the best bits. Yes, I'll give you that. Speaking of um, Sarah Jane Adventures, mm-hmm. K9's going to be back. Yes. They've got uh, ten scripts at the first draft stage for the new series of Sarah Jane mm-hmm. Adventures, and he's going to be in it. Oh, mm. bless him. In about half of the twelve, about six of yeah. the twelve. I hope it's for more than open the door. Hi, K9, how are you doing? Hello, mistress. Close the door. <laughs> but, <laughs> and what can he do? Save the world. Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> K9 was always like the sonic screwdriver. Pardon? It could do anything and everything. And and because of that, certainly in the original series, he kept on having to go wrong. This leads into um, something else with K9. Apparently there's going to be two K9 series. One filmed in Australia. Uh, Paul Tams, the co-creator and associate producer of the Australian series, has been speaking to the Doctor Who news page, which was at Post Gallifrey many, many years ago about how the show is progressing. Apparently there's going to be something like uh, uh, 26 half-hour episodes with K9 featuring, uh, as standard now, CGI effects. Half of them will be K9, half of them will be a computer K9. Okay. So John Leeson's going to be busy then? Yeah, wow. yeah. If it's him. Is he That's doing it. the voice? Well, we've had, I think we've had some photos or illustrations of an updated mm-hmm. streamlined... John Leeson. Flashy <laughs> <laughs> John Leeson. on with this. Yeah. So, so, yeah, well, what this means for the Sarah Jane adventures, or, or vice versa, is, a, is another matter. Well, that's mm. the thing. Is this something that's um, approved by the BBC, yeah, exactly. or is this just no, fan no. stuff? Well, in I mean, which case, it will mean nothing 
for the Sarah Jane Adventures. Who owns the copyright for K9 Bob Bacon. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's nothing to do with Doctor, nothing to do with the BBC. It's the owner of the creators of K9 mm. yeah. who sold it. the rights. Yeah, it's, but it will still mean absolutely Australia. nothing to the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah. No. But does this have any knock-on effect? I mean, why is K9 back in Sarah Jane Adventures? The original problem was he was sold to mm. this other series. Oh. So I'm actually going to have to watch the Sarah no. Jane Adventures. Yeah. But again, Which, as I said, if I've seen these photos of this updated K9. So mm. is it the same, meant to be the same prop or the same... Well, apparently those pictures you saw are yeah. not what it's going to look like in ah, Australian. Right. Is he a funky-looking K9? It was a funky-looking yeah. go-faster stripes or silver. And Metal mm. Mickey. Yeah. Biddy, biddy, biddy. We've got some dates for the uh, Red Dwarf Back to Earth two-parter. It'll be premiering on Friday the 10th of April at 9pm on Dave. So I've seen a a few photos of this on, I I think actually it was on The Sun website. And there was a a Volkswagen Beetle painted up green to make it look like Starbug 1. (laughs) Yeah. The actual shots of the cast, and I haven't seen them in a long while, and yet they're all looking very old now. Yes. Well, they're in the 40s. Yeah, yeah. Crichton, and he gets, gets away with it. Crichton's Crichton's looking young for his age. Heroes. Ooh. Oh, it's still going. Yeah, Hayden mm. Panettiere, or however you pronounce it, who plays Claire. Yep. She's played down reports that she may leave at the end of season three. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Is it the same way Billy Piper used to play down she was leaving at series two? Probably. Yep. Maybe. Um, she claims that she's surprised by internet rumours claiming she was departing the series. Speaking in Orlando, she told Access Hollywood, I know nothing about that. <laughs> so you got me. They're just rumours. <laughs> Which is her real voice, actually. Oh, so she's okay. from Liverpool. Is she? A scouser. <laughs> actually meant to be Newcastle. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh right. I got that very wrong. Okay. Sounded more like the Labour birds. Mm, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Talking about the fourth volume, Fugitives. Fugitives. Mm. She says, it's really good. We're not done yet with this season. It's the beginning of a new story, so it's really exciting. Like... <laughs> What can you say to that? Yeah, you can't really say a lot, you know. Is there some Caprica news? Yes, yes there is. There is some battle I think El Presidente should tell yes. us about the Caprica mm-hmm. news. So, Basar Glatka. Yes. yes. Caprica. The Hi. prequel series, the pilot, or the two-part mini-series, if you want yep. to call it whatever, yep. leading into the series itself, is going to premiere on DVD. It's coming out in April, and the series itself will be out next year in 2010. So, yeah, interesting. So, so basically, they're going to see how well sales sales do before they go into a full series yeah yeah <laughs> bill i do with the um stargate they release it on dvd first and they show it on tv oh no that's yeah. that's the films that's the tv movies, yeah the not, TV, not the movies. tv series Th- this yeah. is basically a tv movie of two parts yeah. <laughs> tomb raider mm. crumbly hello hello tell us about her of the impossible bosom <laughs> i know um laura croft mm-hmm. and her formidable bosom are going to be well updated According to uh, the Hollywood Reporter, um, the new project is expected to revamp the character and her mission, and it will bear little resemblance to the two Paramount movies also based on the game. Yes, apparently the new film will re- reimagine the origins of the character, her love interest, and the main villain, it has been reported. Mm. So watch this space. Yes, indeed. I'm sure there's a nipple joke somewhere there. Yeah. But... <laughs> Forcing its way to the surface. But mm. <laughs> Point I think, is that it for the news? I believe that is it. Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. no. A few addendums. A few a little bit of merchandising news oh, yeah, as, well, yeah. as we opened the uh, floodgates last time. Yeah. Right. One, much to I'm sure our chief scientist's pleasure, 
right. in March they're going to be releasing <laughs> on DVD Attack of the Cybermen, hey. which I believe was your guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So he'll be able to see firsthand how awful it was. Yes, really? we'll have yeah, to review probably. that. <laughs> and the Forbidden Planet, and I believe it's the Co.UK, which is the uh, UK okay. branch, mm-hmm. are releasing mm. a couple of character options, Doctor Who figures. One is a William Hartnell and an Invasion Earth Dalek Supreme, the black one that have the dishes on the back in colour and in black and white excellent we have uh, a second doctor and I think it's a tomb of the Cyberman Mm. Cyberman again in colour and black and white (laughs) and there's also a sixth doctor in the big finish blue costume. Which looks blue. much nicer than yeah. his it's the, patchwork thing. It's the same cut as the multicoloured one, but it's all blue. Which I think is a nice little touch. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. any future um, figures, if we've got these ones in black and white and colour, are we going to have high definition mm. figures Ooh. in the future? Yeah. And correctly yeah. <laughs> VHS ones. Yeah, so slightly fuzzy mm, VHS ones. <laughs> so, thanks for that, Real Keith. That's more things we're not allowed to go out and buy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, any other news? Nope. That looks like it. That's good. Because now yeah. it's time mm. for Star Trek. Nice, uh-huh. nice, nah, Doctor Who. Uh-huh. Oh. Right, we've watched another DVD. Yes, oh, yes. we have. What was the DVD we watched? We watched... Or slept through. Edge of Destruction. <laughs> I'm always reminded of the old 60s song, This is the Eve of Destruction. You're a hippie at heart, aren't you? I haven't got the hair for it. No. <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Nor have you. <laughs> Ooh. Let's face it, I'm the only one in here with hair, so... <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mind you, that hairstyle that Barbara has, that's rather scary, that is. Oh, isn't it just? Right, Edge of Destruction, okay. um, I believe, was an emergency episode. I think so. Yeah, yes. I think um, so, yeah. A story fell through, and David Whittaker was asked to, to pen something, yeah. literally in a weekend. Well, I don't to plug think, a gap. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the sets for Marco Polo were ready yet. No. Which was the next story. Yeah. Um, a little bit of context, what happened? Damn if I know, I fell asleep. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she, it's the drool on the shoulder. And no, no, no. Edge of Destruction was our first example of how dangerous the TARDIS is, mm. or can yeah. be, mm-hmm. if something goes wrong and you don't know what you're doing. Yes. The gang. The, ga- uh, the gang. The first Doctor. Right. Yep. Ian, Barbara and Susan mm-hmm. are all unconscious. Oh dear. And they wake up. Oh dear. And they don't know who each other is. Oh dear. Well, they do to a certain extent. I mean, But not as much as they should have done, considering what they'd just been through with Daleks and stuff. No, they're very much like caged animals. They're circling around each other. They are. Susan has gone just a little bit Aspo. Doolally, I think. Yeah. Like with a pair of scissors, yeah. Mm. Completely, completely fruit loop. Barbara's um, hairstyle is very frightening. <laughs> it's see, like as- a crash helmet. It's solid, <laughs> isn't know. it? It doesn't move. It's all that she left- turns her head and the hair stays so. <laughs> now, as I fell asleep at the end, could you please explain why they were acting okay. like that? Okay, they, mm. the, um, the ship is malfunctioning for some mm, unknown yes. reason. We have uh, people accusing, uh, the Doctor accusing the rest that they've somehow sabotaged his ship. Mainly in and Barbara. Mainly in Barbara, yes. in, a, in an attempt to get home. Uh, Susan, as, a, as we've said, goes completely through the loop and yeah. acts in what Helen described as severe, bizarre 
manner. It was a very threatening manner. It doesn't yeah. really explain why, does no, it? No, well, it wasn't. It turns out that the fast return ship, uh, fast return button, should I say, has malfunctioned mm-hmm. yes. and jammed on. And the TARDIS is attempting mm-hmm. to make the passengers aware of the problem so they can fix it. And it mm-hmm. just affects Susan slightly more bizarrely than well, anyone it, else. It, it, it does it in a very circumspect manner. Yeah, to my mind, it affects all of them to one form mm. or another. Because I think the only one who really stays true to a character isn't affected is Barbara. Yeah. She's yeah. the reasoning, mm-hmm. sensible thing. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Doctor certainly gets more aggressive. And oh, paranoid. And paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Ian seems to, um, I don't know, lose his... A certain point seems, seems to lose his higher intelligence at some point. Oh, nice. Because he's just pointing and staring and... He's wandering around in a rather vague manner. Yeah, yeah. and as, as we said, <laughs> Susan goes completely... She looks stoned, I think. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it, one of, one of my first thoughts was that it's the whole two episodes. The second episode, by the way, was called The Brink of Disaster. So mm. David mm-hmm. Whittaker's obviously thumbed through the thesaurus and yeah. thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. what means exactly the same as the first episode? The Brink of Disaster, yeah. yeah. But it was very much like um, a 60s student play yeah, with I, everyone pointedly staring off into the middle yeah. distance <laughs> whilst reciting their lines. It, it come and, across to me as very stage. Well, yeah, it was, and but um, it did. It gave everyone, especially Caroline Ford, the chance to have a flexing of the acting muscles, as twere. Because after this one, she was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) After this one, she was back to being boring old Susan again. One thing I did find about um, the edge, well, the the first episode was it's very much a case of cabin fever. Mm, I mean, everyone woke up from whatever happened. They were just snapping at each other. I mean, they were striking Mm. sparks off each other. I mean, the whole attitude was very abrasive, very confrontational. It just kind of builds up out of nowhere, though. Mm. Very quickly. It's it's a lot of my problem with quite a few of the Who's and and various shows is the characters are there to serve the plot. Mm. The plot doesn't serve the characters. They're, they'll be doing one thing one minute and then something completely contrary to what mm. they've just said or, or just yeah. another minute. So they're, they're swapping and changing. There's no consistency to the characters. I think this was... Song. Was this the mm. first episode where we saw beyond the con- the console room? Yes. I we see we so. see a bedroom, we see oh, that the yeah. first food time, machine. The first time we saw That's the bedroom, it, yeah, but I don't yeah. think it's the first time we saw the food machine. Yeah, but that was seen in Daleks. Right, previously, but it's I the think, first time we've really ventured out of yes. the console room. Yes. Well, yeah, the food yeah. machine had nothing emblazoned over it except water yeah. and milk. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's meant to be a combination of the, mm. the numbers. You, you twist one number <laughs> I don't know and, and it uh, shoots yeah, out. Yeah, all the big flashing food. lights and it's going boop, 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 boop. Very and it weird. wobbled, do you know? Yes. <laughs> that, that is something, it's very much, uh, they haven't, the, the legend isn't in place yet. No. It's something I noticed that William Hartnell's only got one heart. They only mentioned oh, yeah, one yeah. heart. Yes. Well, that could just be that Ian was really rubbish at yeah, first. Yeah, he's not a doctor, but yeah. But he was seeing double, so he thought mm. he was hearing double as well. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I did like the bandage. They bandaged up the doctor's head when he um, was unconscious, and it was, I couldn't tell what colour it is what with it being black, black and white, white and all yeah. but it was ingrained with some sort of antiseptic mm. and as the episode went on there was less and less of the antiseptic yeah, as mm. it soaked so into the wound they did change the bandage, bandage a couple of times yeah, yeah. you didn't Appar- actually see the wound i don't think no no it was uh, too apparently dangerous. it was um was it very dark color to start off with but as as the wound gradually closed it got lighter and lighter and there is something i like to point <clears> out are though were those gallifrey or time lord pajamas that barbara and susan were wearing <laughs> those Black spots. Those big, yeah. black, it's, it's something I, I noticed. Is it's very much 
point of the time, they're wearing those black smock nighties where mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no way you could possibly see anything. Anything at all. Yeah. But Ian gets to wear a short dressing gown mm. and you get a quick flash of his underpants when he's Didn't not... Didn't he have nice legs? <laughs> when he's not unconscious. I did notice that. You know, double standards there, I think. Very much yeah. so. We can't have people getting excited. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I, mean, no. I, just, I mean, I wonder what was the point of those black smocks. I mean, I thought they were, you know, sort of choristers for Winchester Cathedral. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Interesting that uh, Susan and Barbara seem to share a room. Yeah. yeah. But they, that's something they always carried on. Nissa and Tegan shared a room. But did they? They've got this mm. entire massive ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This <laughs> infinite number of rooms, and so they they share mm-hmm. and, and ah. something else I've noticed at the time you get the impression that the bedrooms are those beds that come down from the wall so yes. it's very mm-hmm. circumspect mm-hmm. and uh, uh, minimalist yes. mm-hmm. but later on certainly in the Davison era you've got four poster beds oh, yeah. 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 From, from Nissa and Tegan and Romana you know they mm-hmm. have massive great big separate beds mm-hmm. well they had very little budget on this particular story yeah mm-hmm. that's it apparently the, the beds were actually made out of the effects budget so they yeah. didn't have budget for any, any more set uh, yeah <laughs> I mean, it was a TARDIS-centred episode, yeah, and nothing was, else. I mean, it was the only sets they had standing. Mm. We've we've sort of mocked it a little bit, <laughs> and it's really easy to laugh at it and criticise it, but yeah. I thought it was really brave for them to chuck a story like that in so early, because... Mm. If it had been a total disaster, it could have taken the entire series with it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have much choice, did they? They had had two episodes they had to fill. They Mm. only had the standing set of the TARDIS Mm, and the main four cast. What could they do? Well, that's it. I mean, a very very character-driven episode. I do agree with what it says in the uh, the sleeve notes that it does. It brings the characters more into focus Mm. as opposed to sort of four separate entities. Each sort of uh, they sort of do become sort of part of the crew, so to speak. I mean, Mm -hmm. they do they do begin to form a cohesive bond. Yeah. this is the first episode where they probably mesh together to mm, get out of it. it. Yeah, because yeah, they could have so easily have just done a planet-based episode, mm-hmm. just brought in a couple of extras and done a week story. But to yeah. have them so early on in the series, to have them at each other's throats, mm. to see the bad side of them mm-hmm. all, that's what I find courageous. Yeah. It was a turning point in The Doctor as well. Yeah. After mm-hmm. this, he started lighting up. Lighting up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's the Doctor we become. We know the rest of the series. Yeah, the hero. because of this. Yeah, see, a whack on the head was all he needed. Um, there is one thing uh, going back to legend building. One thing I did like about it, it's the first hint that the TARDIS is not a ship. Yeah, yeah. something. It's it's explained in natural mechanical fashion, mm-hmm. but the figures vanishing from the clock and them losing time. Yeah. It's the perception effect of the TARDIS. Uh, mm-hmm. It gives yeah. you an idea that there is a thinking intelligence there. It just can't yeah. quite communicate with them properly. Exactly. Your car wouldn't help. It wouldn't drop hints to you that it's about to pack in and yeah. need a, a very expensive MOT and service, would it? Well, my car did when smoke car started coming out from <laughs> yeah. the bonnet. Well, true, that's, that's but, yeah. <laughs> but, so, yeah. I mean, yes, and uh, thanks to the uh, AI, I was stuck on the side of the M27 for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> wow, quite. But, so putting it, I know Star Trek come later, but putting it into context, the the Enterprise is just the Enterprise. It's very mm. complicated, but it's, it's not. It's still a ship. It's still yeah. a ship. There's no intelligence in there that no. can do lateral thinking. Although I thought it's surprising the Doctor didn't seem to acknowledge at first the TARDIS yeah. could be intelligent. Yeah, that mm. again, it's still yeah. part of the the legend building mm. at that mm. point. I still you could argue in. that that could be explained away by his head injury. You know, had it knocked yeah. him silly. Maybe. But this whole the whole sentient thing, it's the beginning of 
the event that basically ended in Bad Wolf Bay, where the Doctor and Donna are saying goodbye to Rose and the Demi-Doctor. And she just, the TARDIS just makes a little noise to say, you know, could you please hurry up, Mm. we've got to go. Again, um, turn left when Rose Mm. touches the console. And and it glows, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of new series stuff that echoes this this Mm. story. Because you've also got the heart of the TARDIS, the energy under the time column. And we get to see it, obviously, in... um, Parting of the Ways. Parting of the Ways. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, watching this, I was reminded very much of Midnight, the new Doctor Who series of Midnight, yeah. where the Doctor is trapped there. Eddie's yeah. starting to go a bit psycho. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. it. Everyone turning on each it's other. It's all enclosed. Mm. It's all ramping up. I think they saw this episode, or Russell T. Davies saw this episode, and decided to kind of effectively remake it. Or maybe mm. in the back of his mind, certainly. Mm, that's that's yeah. a very interesting comparison, that is. Yeah. I mean, that didn't occur to me. I mean, sort of, Dad well, his notes. Well, as you said previously, <laughs> I mean, sort of both Midnight and um, Edge of Destruction, I mean, there's very much an element of uh, Lord of the Flies to it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think it's quite amazing how much better Midnight works in mm. today's mm. terms than this does yeah. now. I was going to say, this wouldn't stand a chance. No, oh no. Edge of destruction, again, it would just go it's, under. It's um, something to do with the problem I have with the very old Who's. TV, the speed of TV and the way TV is, was made has moved on. Yeah. Mm. Didn't really get the sense of build-up of tension no, in the no. same way you did in Midnight. Also, they had the whole thing with, has something got into the ship? Oh, yes. Which That's is yeah. Midnight, mm-hmm. midnight Yeah, the, the paranoid them, the, the troll that you can't see. Yeah. They could have probably played up on that more. They, they should have done. Sort of shadows in the background or mm. people hearing noises mm. that Strange really noises. aren't there. Mm. Yeah. But two episodes written yeah. in a weekend. Mm. <laughs> it's only so much yeah. you can do. Should we mock the uh, fast return switch? <laughs> with, the, with the pen. The Spring, yeah, definitely deserves a bit of mocking. (laughs) What is a fast return switch? It returns you very fast Mm. to where you came from. Yeah, Yeah, it overshoots you if you hold it down. Yeah, yes, yeah. And it's held down or stuck. It was stuck. Yeah, a spring had gone. Yeah, Um, (laughs) this high tech time gadgetry, and it all goes belly up because of a spring. What I do like is the fact that it's... I think it was probably for stage purposes and possibly should have been removed for transmission, but the it's written fast return in felt tip. Oh, I saw that. Someone has scrolled above it. Yeah, I'm just, fast it's return it's the switch. Only, yeah, it's mm. the only place that has been that I saw that mm. has writing on the actual mm, console. Yeah. One X <laughs> thinks that it was there to help William Hartnell. Yeah, go this is the yeah. switch you've got to go for. Yeah, and <laughs> someone forgot to remove it for before It's filming. actually... Real Keith. That's old high Gallifreyan for contact mother, it's her birthday. Oh, oh right. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just pure coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, overall, I think we've slated it rather. Yeah. I think it's a really brave yeah. attempt. Completely. For, mm. for oh, yes. its time, you, you've got to put it in comparison well, with what I, I can't on. put it in exactly. context. I wasn't yeah. around back yeah, then. Yeah, exa- neither was I for that. <laughs> Nor was I mean, that's, I. that's, that's how old it is. Yeah. <laughs> but for the time, it was very cutting edge, very experimental. Yeah, psychological drama. Yeah, mm. yeah. This is why it suggests to me that it was a play. It was just, yeah. it was a two-act play. It was, yeah. yeah. I think, personally, I do think it has dated badly. Perhaps the actors weren't quite up to the material in yeah. some cases. Well, as yeah. I said, well, the, the one scene that had me sort of slightly snig- sniggering is where they're all standing, not facing each other, gazing off into the distance. In the console room, In the yeah. console, yes. reciting their individual soliloquies. All which... you needed was for the lights to go down on the other three yeah. and just yes. light up one spotlight. at a time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly what I did with 
with uh, Hartnell's big piece about oh yeah his system. big speech oh. about yeah. the solar system being yeah, created effectively yeah. he did just put the spotlight yeah. on him mm. yeah. so. didn't get on with it uh, so, uh, that was, he enjoyed that but you could tell it was a very meaty piece for him to <laughs> yeah, get his into he got through it without oh, God, yeah. flubbing too well, badly that's, yeah, that's, but... that's another thing we've got um, several examples in, Ed, in Edge of Destruction of Billy Does Bush yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but when he gets to his bit that blocks yeah. away and he just concentrates people have said that he perhaps he was fluffing his lines on purpose no. but if he was he was doing it bloody well mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah it's always that that strange bit you're never too sure yeah. i mean yeah. over my overall impression is um it served a very useful purpose mm, yeah yeah i mean in by way of uh, fleshing out the characters and giving more uh, depth to them as opposed to just being hitchhikers on the tardis yeah. Mm. yeah yeah and without this how long would it have been before we'd seen ever any other parts well, of the TARDIS? yeah mm-hmm. maybe we never would maybe yeah. always just, always be, just the be the console room. Room. yeah which they're doing at the moment all we've ever really seen, except for the wardrobe all yeah. we've ever seen is mm. the console room in the in the new series. I think mention has been made about other places. Yeah, and I sometimes don't think that's too bad an idea because in the 80s you saw an awful lot of the rest of the TARDIS and it was just pretty tacky. <laughs> yeah, roundels. The same roundels mm. moved round to face a different angle. <laughs> I quite liked the I idea. Liked I liked it. Yeah. I liked the zero room. But I, I, liked, I liked the idea of the boot cupboard. You know, massive great chamber with just <laughs> with a pair shoes. of boots. Yeah. <laughs> I miss I, the rest of the TARDIS. I yeah, like me too. Them. Okay, so did we like Edge of Destruction? Difficult, <laughs> difficult. Yes uh, or no? I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, or maybe? Yes. 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 You're outvoted. I know I'm outvoted. There, there were bits of it I enjoyed, I enjoyed, the bits of it I could have done without. You, you have to splinters kind of, on yeah, your bum sitting on yeah. that fence. <laughs> <laughs> you have to accept that they, they filmed it as live, basically. Yeah. 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 Okay. Edge of Destruction, a little bit scary. <laughs> which yeah. is going to lead us on to this week's Best of Worst of, which is our favourite frightening moments. Yeah. And those mm. moments that had us reaching for the cushions... Had us hiding behind the sofa. Had us generally being a little bit trembly. And I think we must point out, as mentioned by... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mentioned by Sarah. our regular correspondent, Sarah, who I completely forgot last time. Yep. I'm really sorry, yep. Sarah, because she did ask us to do our favourite tearjerkers. <laughs> and thus, we spent most of the evening crying. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. You're a <laughs> pal. Uh, or, la- men- or laughing over Edric's death. True. Are we allowed to mention Doomsday this time? Well, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a scary moment. <laughs> not really. <laughs> okay, let's start with our old who scary moments. Ooh. El Presidente. Okay, there's a couple here which I remember from my childhood. So, in fact, I remember them particularly. I think makes means they were scary to me. Yeah, yeah. But there's also a third which I couldn't have seen, but in retrospect, the third I didn't see, but I think would be scary if I had seen it. Is the Autons coming to life in the shop windows? Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My runner-up is uh, Attackers. No. <laughs> uh, shock. Uh, with Sidemen smashing their way out. Oh, yes. Ooh, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. My scariest one, which I remember as a kid, is um, City of Death with uh, Count Scarlione pulling his face off. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. I spaghetti head. Yes. that one yeah. and the camera yeah. zooming in. To yeah. reveal his horrible green one-eyed face. You'd have been very little then. I would have been. I do remember oh, it, though. But you needed a cuddle then, didn't you? I can't remember. <laughs> but I remember the, uh, the scene, so. Okay. 
I've got the same as you. I've got a couple. Um, two that I did see and one that I wasn't born for. So, um, the one, the last one, the one that I wasn't born for was the original opening theme. There okay. was nothing like it on oh, the BBC yeah. at the time. It was ominous and it was scary and it probably set the tone for the for the show. Mm-hmm. My runner-up is also from Earthshock, <laughs> uh, but it's not the bursting out of the cardboard tubes. <laughs> metal. It, so, it's not the bursting out of the rigid metal. <laughs> Choose. <laughs> and you're going to laugh, but please don't laugh. I was I was 12, so I should have known better. But it was when the Cybermen were all marching towards the camera and you had uh, the music yeah. going <laughs> and then yeah, just focused in on the Doctor's face and wham! And I was like, whoa, that was just a little bit scary, dude. <laughs> yeah. But my um, most scary moment... It's from Genesis of the Daleks. It was when Sarah fell off the scaffold. It had been a bad episode all round, Genesis of the Daleks. (laughs) Davros was scary. Nida was scary. And when Sarah was going to die, my parents were siding with Mary Whitehouse that week. it It was just... A bad week for me. I was very scared by that. Uh, Sarah falling off the scaffold of moderate inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> no Go bungee then. cord. No. <laughs> Go on then, Crumbly. I was actually, the follow-up from that, uh, the following week when we realised she'd actually only dropped three inches, I was genuinely, I was felt hard done by I thought, that's, that's, that's a jip. A bit of an old-fashioned <laughs> yeah. Flash Gordon style. Because yeah. 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 in the in the cliffhanger, she was plummeting. Oh, you they know. freeze-framed They it. did, they yeah. <laughs> Go on then, Crumbly. Right, okay then. Um, Brown trouser moments. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, a distinct runner-up is um, Death of the Daleks. Yes, the Exelons, where um, Sarah Jane is stuck all alone in the caves, and one of the Exelons pokes his head round the corner. (laughs) Yes, and you just see those big bulbous eyes. That was was a good costume. Mm, Very much so, yes. Alien, if I remember rightly. Mm. It's a bit like Pertwee. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hello, Hello Pertwee. Pertwee. He's looking he's away. The wall. He's, yeah. he's not even he's looking the, at us. He's in the corner. He's shunning us. Yes. Oh, oh, in then. We hadn't said hello first no, thing. I know. No. <laughs> Whoa. He's just turned around. <laughs> and he's smiling oh, at Oh, that's you. freaky. That is a scary moment. <laughs> yes, but I mean, I would have to say the episode, well, you could smell the fear. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> was um, Terror of the Autons. Oh, yes. I mean, um, yes, the scene where the Master throws the uh, troll doll in the back of the car. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that was a freaky that looking thing, yeah. wasn't it? Sort of fangs and the all... big bulbous eyes. Who wants to cuddle that? Yeah. And where it comes <laughs> to life and it leaps upon, leaps upon the man and the woman walks in and starts screaming her head off. I thought, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> And, um, it's funny how we were all hippies at that age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Woo. Baby dude, whoa. My name's not Neil. <laughs> it was a scary scene when I watched it, but looking back upon it now, I'd have to say the um, man-eating armchair. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right, yes, yes. The, uh, the plastic armchair that sounded like um, it had a set of bagpipes inside it. Yeah. When it collapsed, it was just like... Oh. <laughs> a lot of autumn stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on then, real Keith. Right, this is difficult for me. So um, don't scare easily. Uh, no, well, I, <laughs> he was a tough guy. Even it then. Must, I, I must have scared me and must have given me some impressions because my memories aren't to do with Doctor Who, but to do with something connected to it. Who, Peter? I can't. <laughs> it. I can't consciously remember hiding behind a door or hiding behind a sofa. No. My parents might, if they were still with us, might be able to disagree. Mm-hmm. But all I can remember is sitting something like. 
10 minutes, uh, 10 inches away from the TV screen, waiting desperately for grandstand results to be finished so Doctor Who could start. Right. <laughs> but I can remember the Auton ones and thinking mm-hmm. the little Neston energy units are Yeti eggs, mm, yes. but Ooh. I can't remember the Yeti. I can remember being nervous going through underground stations that are closed <laughs> because of the Yeti, the ah. Web of Fear. But again, I can't remember the uh, yeah. Yeti. And I can remember very cautiously counting all the shop dummies in <laughs> town centre right. yep. and seeing how many moved. <laughs> but I can't, as I said, I can't consciously remember yeah. being scared of the show itself. Oh, so you I were see. so scared you've actually blacked it out. There is one thing that I can recount as in slightly later life when I saw it on uh, VHS was Claws of Axos. Yeah. Mm, yes. There was uh, a scene where they threw the axon into a particle accelerator and reduced it to its uh, component molecules that mm-hmm. burst out of it and then attacked the Doctor and Joe. Now, that wasn't scary, but the camera panned down onto this, this thing that was sort of lurching around the mm. studio. <laughs> and for a couple of seconds, I thought, what the expletive deletive <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> Unfortunately, the camera last lo- is on it for more than two seconds and you suddenly yeah. realise it's a man in an orange painted stack with string glued to it yeah. but for just those f- couple of first seconds you're there what the that was very similar to my experience of Ark in Space yeah. for years and years I remember being unnerved by this thing, this man covered in green and it really scared me as a kid and real Keith finally said look that's Ark in Space here, sit down and watch that <laughs> and it was just so disappointing, yeah. <laughs> so disappointing, man in green sleeping bag <laughs> yeah. yeah, covered yeah. in bubble wrap yes. bubble wrap, yeah, that was no, it I, mean, I did find that scene very effective where the uh, Wurren grub is inching its way down the corridor and goes through a hole in the bulkhead you were easily scared as <laughs> no, I just found it very effective, here's all Okay. Okay, New Who. Um, after three, which episode was the scariest of the last series? Blink. Blink. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been embarrassing if we'd all had a different yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, I watched it with Youngest Construct. You did. Was, I don't know, how old was he then? Not... He was older than he would care to, to, to admit. admit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was literally hiding behind a cushion when uh, the scene <laughs> when they're doing the telecommentary. I think the, everyone the knows which scene yeah. it and is. <laughs> flash and it's in your face. And literally yeah. he was behind the cushion. It made me jump. Jump in. Yeah. But he was behind the cushion. He doesn't do well. Well, was scared no, with things no, that mess with his mind. You knew it was coming. You knew it was going to happen. But, but even it was so, still brilliant. It was still brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, El Presidente. Do you have another favourite scary moment from New Who? I do. Um, it has to be the vast toffee again. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Are you my mummy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's particularly where the tape runs out mm. and you can hear you it. Still hear yeah. the voice. Again, I have to agree with you. And again, I have to go back to uh, number two construct. Yeah. Who's <laughs> coming out of this? Really yeah, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, he's it's, not a wuss. Honest, he's not. When the gas mask appeared mm. through Doctor Constantine, oh, the cracking noise, yes. oh, the cra- breaking that, of bone. That, that's that's the first time in known history he actually volunteered to go make a cup of tea. It is. Wasn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. He, he left the kitchen to put the kettle on and yeah. do stuff. It's a little, un- little unfair with new who, because obviously we're a bit too old yeah. to really be we, scared mm, by it. Too it's, old. it's not aimed for us anymore. We no. don't acknowledge that. But you can still get that atmosphere. 
atmosphere yeah. in this yeah. new series. Oh, yeah, it's very much an air of unease in some of the episodes. Yeah. 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 Talking to my brother regarding my, my little nieces and nephews who are all aged between four and eight, mm-hmm. Empty Child and the Doctor dances. Mm-hmm. Two of his sons spent the whole episode sitting on his knee. <laughs> the Silence in the Library, the Scooby-Doo monster, the skeleton yeah. <laughs> in the spacesuit. Yeah, right. My niece didn't sleep that night. <laughs> really? And it's, it's what it's aimed for. Yeah. And she yeah. loves it. She yeah. then insisted on sitting down the f- next week to watch the rest of it. Well, I mean, it certainly adds credence to the uh, saying that people do like to be, you know, to be scared. Oh, especially yeah. kids. Yeah. They well, love it. That, that is something that got me about the old Mary Whitehouse days. Mm. You know, she would that always... Was scary. <laughs> she would always <laughs> yeah. go on about how can people be so reckless to scare their kids. What I don't think she understood is, yes, it's scary, but everything's going to be all right because the doctor's there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's better than... I well. mean, all kids love to be scared. <laughs> Um, with me it was tree climbing seeing how high I could go but that was more dangerous not only because the doctor wasn't going to be there but <laughs> that extra branch gives out and I'm suddenly falling 20 mm. feet kids yeah. love to be scared yeah. they love to mm-hmm. push their boundaries yeah, it's a natural healthy reaction mm-hmm. that's why I like to scare ours occasionally <laughs> yeah, wander downstairs with no clothes on <laughs> no, that just turns their mind <laughs> yes I say so children aren't allowed to be children it's the sort of thing that goes on in the <laughs> okay, my um, scary moment for New Who is also from Silence in the Library, but it's when the Doctor realises that one of the archaeologists has got two shadows. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it just sent a shudder through me, and it's it's a classic example of why the vast toffee is the master of nightmares. Yeah, yeah indeed. Such a simple thing, but genuinely unnerving. I think also I'd like to put a shout out for Dalek. Why? The doctor's. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> the doctor's reaction when he realizes what the Metatron is. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yes. yeah. Christopher yeah. Eccleston's Christopher best Eccleston. wide-eyed yeah. acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it. You could see from from Christopher Eccleston, it's changed trousers time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so. Cr- <laughs> Crumbly! Ooh. Scary moment. Scary moment. As people have said previously, um, the new Who is aimed more at children as opposed to adults now. Mm. And uh, things that children would find, well, it's very hard to scare kids these days because, I mean, sort of, <laughs> some of the things they grow up with now, I mean, sort of, you know, would have us. Gary Glitter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but one scene that you know, would have sort of had me going, sort of, if I was a kid, <laughs> would have been the scene in the Satan pits where um, the doctor's made made his um, descent down the into the um, into the pits mm-hmm. into the abyss so to speak and um he comes across the two urns on the stands yeah and it's all in pitch darkness and when it lights up and you just see the devil in chains there so it's all big skeletal figures yeah. or you know, sort of, yep. yeah, sort of horns i'd like to add a addendum mm-hmm. to that yes. it's not actually scary it's just creepy mm. but it's when he's i can't remember the character's name but he's out on the planet's surface with the red eyes toby all, oh that's toby, right, yeah. and all the ink the writing oh, yeah. on his face and mm-hmm. he's um Scooty's reaction yeah, he's, he's he just turns and waves and with the music at that point yeah. just mm. all together it's just no, it's not scary but just ah mm. well that's the same episode mm. um when they're all in the ship escaping and he becomes the devil mm, yeah. in the ship. The and it's just the, the reaction from Rose. She turns around and there he is with his red eyes yeah. in his face. <laughs> and it's like she's trying to climb through the walls of the yeah, ship. Yeah. <laughs> she's literally trying to get the window open to jump <laughs> out. Yeah. Now the whole scene where the voice is speaking to Toby. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that, that was... Oh, the creepy, yeah. Yeah, Don't turn around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gabriel yeah. Wolf. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Sutek. Oh, yeah. Sutek was it? That, yeah, it's yeah. the same same right. voice, mm-hmm. same actor, voice actor. But yeah, it's Sutek. That that wasn't a scary episode, but it was an unnerving, creepy. Mm-hmm. That was more of a psychological. Mm, that's See, that's it. the thing. Would that we would have counted that as scary when we were kids, but yeah. now we're older, it's just a bit creepy. Yeah. Anything to add? Just want to give an honourable mention to Unquiet Dead. Yes, I think that would Ooh, probably yes. uh, mm-hmm. have a nice terror effect on kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the old yes, lady, the old lady I believe my words to you as the uh, credits rolled were ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, I think we've mentioned that as a cliffhanger. You know, the, yeah, mm, that's no longer. Mm. One final scary moment. Full circle. First appearance of Adric. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Have we got any worst uh, terror moments? I've got one for each. Maybe <laughs> help. Go on then. Let's hear your worst terror moments. I take it this is um, moments that are meant to be scary but fail completely. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Go on. Give it to us. Old who? It's got to be the murker. Oh yeah. God, yes. <laughs> and the bendy door. Oh yeah. dear. Warriors and the sheep. Yeah. And for new who? Can I guess? Go on. The absorber off. No, I don't think it was ever meant to be scary. I don't know. No. I never oh. thought. Maybe it was. But more, I hope it wasn't. More no. comical rather than anything. Go else. on then. But uh, it was probably Aliens of London and World War Three, the Slovene, CGI oh, Slovene yeah. chasing mm, people yes, through the yeah. corridors. Yeah. 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 Number 10. <laughs> you should see his face as he's exciting technically um, any of the old dodgy special effects moments like the, the plastic doll could be classed as worst terror because well, now, looking maybe. back on them they're looking just simply awful yeah, looking back on them now but that, that's the level of the special effects mm, at yeah, the time yeah. so, so at the time they scared you so yeah, yeah they, right. scared, they scared crumbly we'll stick yeah. with the murka then because that's yeah. as unscary as you yeah. can get oh <laughs> the pantomime horse yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, well, that's it for Doctor Who. And now, from a sofa in Crawley, we have Crumbly with his 30-second recommendation. Take it away. My 30-second recommendation is the film Koyanis Katsi, meaning in the Hopi Indian language, life in turmoil or life out of balance. Filmed over three years and released in 1983, it was directed by Godfrey Reggio with a soundtrack by Philip Glass. There are no actors, script or dialogue in the film, but in several segments it shows the uneasy relationship between man, his technology and nature. Filmed in such places such as Monument Valley, South America, Los Angeles and New York, it features scenes of people and places filmed in time-lapse and slow-motion photography. This this movie has a well-earned reputation as a cult classic and also serves as a stark warning to all of us of what will happen if we continue to abuse our planet. Ooh, mm-hmm. interesting. I, I haven't seen that. No, I'll have, have to, to catch that. If I could spell it, I would Google it. Well, right. Um, well, I've got... We'll put a link. We'll put, we'll put a link. <laughs> yes. Okay, that leads us on to Demons. Ooh. Oh, yes. Which oh, is finished now. Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> Been watching it. I and could I say straight away that the last episode really disappointed me, but only because I figured it out straight away. I haven't seen it yet. I know Gladiola's trips in it. He is, mm-hmm. and his nose. 
Mm-hmm. And his nose, yes. <laughs> How does he smell? Terrible! General thoughts about the series as a whole? Pretty tame. Yeah. It promised a lot more than mm. it delivered, mm. yeah. and I don't think six episodes was anywhere near enough. Well, mm. <laughs> I'm not... More than enough. I'm not 100% sure they really had enough overall story for six episodes. I found the first two wonderful, but as the series went on, my enthusiasm for it Waned. Waned. Well, that's the thing. It it was rushed. It was just very, very rushed. And if they'd perhaps taken some more time over it, planned perhaps a 14-episode season, they could have come up with some Mm. better Uh, stories. I mean, I found it enjoyable to watch, but at times I found it a rather unusual mishmash of ideas. The one particular episode that sticks in my mind is um, where Luke finds finds himself a girlfriend who just happens to be a harpy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's just the way she gets dispatched in the end. It was very, oh, is that it? Another thing about going back to the harpy one, they, they... couldn't really seem to make up their mind whether she was a victim or she or was, was a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the transformation, for want of example, mm-hmm. or the screaming and shouting, it seemed very much like a werewolf trans- mm, yeah. transformation, yes. where in the legends, or certainly most shows, the werewolf is the victim as well, because she mm-hmm. doesn't want the transformation. Mm, that's yeah. it. But she knew what she, she was. She knew what and... she was doing, she yeah. knew what she was about. So. Yeah, so while the sort of howling and sort of hairy hands on sinks... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the point of all that? If that's yeah. part of her natural process, that she's wanting to happen then what's mm. the problem what was yeah. the problem yeah well, a lot of the villains had the same issue where the, their motivation was some unseen past yeah. revenge mm. on them yeah. that's Van Helsing line mm-hmm. or, or Rupert Galvin yeah, the, or what is it his, whatever. Great, his greatest enemy which was the the, the rat king one mm. uh, Tibbs Mr Tibbs, Tibbs yeah yes. that, that, it just seems straight out of a pantomime certainly the villain yeah. Yeah. Mm, very mean rat. a giant rat <laughs> mm. which incidentally was uh, the I can't don't know the name of the actor, but Kevin he, McNally. Yeah, it was his uh, immediate the the crooked cop from Life on Mars. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that left me feeling very cold. You know, what's the, what's the history? What's the point? It is very much every episode was set up just for a confrontation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, with no so. particular yeah. reason for it. And it, it as, of, as for the idea of uh, Galvin's wife being murdered by basically what was a giant rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A humanoid rat. Mm. <laughs> And why did all, why have all these things waited nicely until Luke's turned 18 before they decide mm. to keep, try and kill yeah. him? Why not go for him when he's five years old and can't defend himself? Yeah. Don't oh. know. Is it like the um, the gagging order on the press for the, <laughs> for the two princes? You're not yeah. allowed to go near him until they're 18. No, I think it's because you know, so we just hit puberty. Just hit puberty at 18? These Van Helsing. Um, I know you haven't seen it, but I do have to strike on the, the last episode. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed with Thrip again. Yes. He was back. How did he come back? Yeah, he I was mean, just there. Yeah, he, he was just, just there. blown up. Really. Yeah, he wasn't clear. I thought at first he was just a ghost, but yeah. then apparently mm. he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. Yeah. no explanation. And, and also the the resolution of this. I mean, Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, Gal- uh, Galvin, Rupert Galvin has been framed for all these things. And instead of trying to solve it, they just kill Thrip and everything's better. Exactly. They just have this big confrontation. Yeah. Luke had to choose between either Galvin or Thrip. Yeah. Or whatever his name. Yeah, Thrip. And the decision was taken away from him. He had yeah. no choice yeah. to make in the end. Yeah. It's what the hell was that? <laughs> it's just a classic example of how rushed it was. There was no character development. No. I thought they were going to do more with Ruby. I thought they were going to do more with Mina, but nothing. Yeah. We no, just no. had a little a little nod to the fact that Mina's got vampire blood well, at the end. It, yeah. it was just far too rushed. Yeah, I'm disappointed, really. Yeah. After such a good Exactly. Good start, the, we, we reviewed the first two episodes. Yeah and we were enthusiastic. Yeah. It was like the idea of Mina had been sort of lifted straight from um, Sanctuary 
because uh, Dr. Magnus, I mean, she, she had injected herself vampire. with vampire blood yeah. to give herself yeah. her longevity. Yeah. And it just seems like Mina's done the same, except well, sort it's, of, a, it's another example of just taking other people's ideas, yeah. which mm, the yeah. whole thing was made up of. Yeah. yeah. Good vampire, angel. Mm-hmm. The most cringeworthy part of the last episode was Philip Glenister doing his American accent whilst imitating a completely different American accent. Yeah. Southern American. Mm. Oh, it, was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's real shame because at least three of them are good actors yes. yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah Philip Glenn's is a good actor yes yeah. we know that um, uh, sorry Tapper's a good actor and Christian Cook's not bad mm. yeah he did a good yeah. job in Doctor Who there was a lot of enthusiasm there but it just didn't seem to go anywhere yeah. which is, it's, it's disappointing yeah hopefully yeah. it'll be back hopefully they'll have a longer uh, series run mm. so they'll be able to sort out these problems but I'm not sure how well it will do rating I, I can't see why it would come back well I'm just going to say I don't think any a longer run would help it they need to they could have really made it work from the off yeah. six episodes mm, what yeah. Survivor's had yeah. look how good that, that was hit the wall, yeah, hit the floor we're right. sorry Tapper again she was yeah. great in that but yeah the, the ratings plummeted the last one had 3.42 million and the um, first one was what 6.27 yeah. nearly half. I can't see it coming back mm. it had potential it just didn't realise that potential if oh. it does come back they'll, they'll need to have a major rethink of the oh, characters yes. and such yes. I just can't. Never saw the point of the Ruby character at all. She just seemed to none at all. I thought they were. The I thought they were going to do more with her. Yeah, no. I thought she was going to turn out to be some long lost cousin, etc., etc. But she wasn't even the Xander character no, from Buffy. It, it, she I mean, was Zander nothing. Was, at least had jokes and did his best and well, did yeah. help out occasionally. But, but she was yeah. pointless. Well, just a love interest. But she well, wasn't even that. He didn't know she existed. Well, she's a forlorn love interest. Yeah. Well, worshipped him from afar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you didn't feel sorry for her in no. the least. No. no, and it did lack humour as well, which compared to Buffy, there's only so many smite jokes you can take. Yes. Yeah. The best thing about it. The absolutely best thing was the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> was that yeah. original or was that just a pop That's song? By, I think it's by Garbage. We're mm. feeling kind of hard done by about yeah. demons. We're yeah. feeling let down. We're feeling it dirty. Could, it, <laughs> it was fun to watch, but it could have been so much yeah. better. Yeah. It was bubblegum for the mind and unfortunately by the last couple of episodes it was two days old bubblegum if it's mm, meant yeah. to be um, it was stuck on the bedpost yeah. if it's <laughs> meant to be there to challenge Doctor Who it's no. not going to succeed no it makes old Primeval look absolutely fantastic <laughs> yeah uh, well that's it I mean a lot of people have said they prefer Primeval I think yeah. everybody must prefer mm. Primeval I can't <laughs> yeah. anybody doesn't even Philip Glenston must prefer Primeval <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so if you haven't watched Demons, we really wouldn't bother. No, not. Sorry. <laughs> not what it should have been. No, no. We're feeling all apathetic. Yes. ITV, I'm not so surprised, unfortunately. Tell you what, as we're feeling apathetic, yeah. let's cheer ourselves up with some feedback. Ooh, Ooh, are you good going idea. to massage my ego? Not yours, no. You come out of it quite badly. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't really. <laughs> okay, we've heard from Nathan, who's Hello, got Nathan. in touch via the blog. Hello, Hello. Nate. He says... If I weren't such a tough guy, I'd be wiping tears from my eyes. Some excellent sad moments there, guys. I agree with all your choices, though Sarah Jane leaving at the end of The Hand of Fear always brings a lump to my throat. I can't afford to go to conventions, which is a pity, because I'd love to meet you lot. Have a fantastic time. Thank you. That's uh, Time Quest and Invasion 09 in Barking on March 7th and April the 25th, I think. Be there. Could be. Or be a small marsupial. Well, quite. Nathan continues I watched Being Human and I think I'll stick with it though I'm now glad they didn't cast Russell Tovey as the Doctor I don't think he would have been right for the part another super duper podcast more please Nathan 
Thank mm, you. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah. We've also got a one-line yeah, a very thing from one. Tin Dog here, okay. <laughs> which real Keith is going to read, because there's small words in yeah. it. <laughs> um, I misread the post on the site as, more fun than a CV full of va- badges. Perhaps right. I should explain that a little bit. <laughs> Would yes. you please, <laughs> please enlighten us? On the uh, SFX and the Outpost Gallifrey forms as was, I put a little announcement to the podcast, and as part of that I had uh, more madness than a brigadier in a 2CV. Ah. Not a badger, a brigadier. A brigadier. So easy to get them muddled. It's, it's perhaps, badger and brigadier. Is perhaps Tin Dog on the same level as you, fake Keith, with his eyesight? Probably. <laughs> Some badger fixation, maybe. Yeah, could yeah. be, could be. <laughs> Any more feedback, Crumbly? Well, we have one here from the Lone Star State of Dallas. Ooh. Mm. Dear Staggering Stories crew, I've been listening since around Podcast 28 and always look forward to your collective ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. The Doctor Who segment always engages is my memories of old and new who and inspires me to put together my own lists mm. i agree on many of your choices but i'm sometimes amazed at your omissions oh dear sometimes we forget <laughs> e.g no mention of the serious house composer in the 1970s dudley simpson or of the amazing work by tristram carey in the 1960s in your music episode Sorry. on the latest podcast you remember emotional moments and while you certainly hit some key scenes props to fake keith for that scene in the massacre by the way Thank you. <laughs> what about these? The Doctor locks Susan out of the TARDIS, the invasion, uh, Dalek invasion of Earth. The brig blows up the Silurian's cave. Doctor Who and the Silurians. The Doctor dumps Sarah in a not Croydon street. Yeah. <laughs> the Hand of Fear. Tegan's awkward departure in yeah. Resurrection of the Daleks. Mm. There are worlds out there in survival. Oh, well, it yeah. kept us weeping for quite a while. That's oh. a glorious mm. speech, mm. that one. New Who, yes, way too many to mention. Yeah. But the Doctor tells Rose about Gallifrey. In the end of the world, everybody lives. (laughs) The Doctor dances. The first time in 20 odd years of fandom at that point that Doctor Who made me cry. (laughs) The Doctor threatens the Daleks. Bad Wolf Cliffhanger. The hologram turns to Rose and the parting of the ways. I've mentioned Mm. that before, yes. John Smith realises the truth in The Family of Blood. Mm -hmm. Miss Evangelista slowly dies in Silence in the Library. That was a sad one. And finally, Rivers, River whispers to the Doctor in Forest of the Dead. As for future segments, how about best one-off characters? Or villains, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. mark that down. Mm-hmm. And we'll remember you this time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Maybe. keep up the fantastic work and keep imbibing whatever substances keeps the podcast lively. <laughs> Chocolate <laughs> and coffee. Chocolate, Chocolate <laughs> and coffee. Well, Chocolate. tea in my case. Yeah. <laughs> best wishes, DK from Dallas. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we do miss a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, it's a short podcast. Well, it's not a short podcast. This is only our recollections. This is what the letters are for, to prod us. Yeah, to poke our memories, so to speak. El Presidente, have you got a letter? Sarah's letter here. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Sarah. Greetings, good sirs and lady. See, I'm a lady. (laughs) 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 Was neglecting to mention my suggestion of Doctor Who tearjerker moments. The revenge for barring Doomsday from fake Keith? Yes. Yes, it was. Falls <laughs> armed in mock anger. Never do that again. <laughs> I wasn't limiting you. I was giving you direction for alternative creative thought. Oh, I can't be doing with creative <laughs> thought. God. <laughs> Biggest tearjerker moment was definitely Wilf at the end of Journey's End, hands down. Oh, oh definitely, yeah. Just you guys talking about that bit is almost as bad as watching it again. And then you played the sound clip. Oh, a doctor... What about you now? Who have you got? I mean, all those friends of yours, they've all got someone else. Still, that's fine. I'm fine. I'll watch out for you, sir. You can't ever tell her. 
No, no. But every night, Doctor, when he gets dark and the stars come out, I'll look up. On her behalf, I'll look up at the sky and think of you. Thank you. Was listening to my series three soundtrack, and is it just me? Was all Dalek music basically choir saying, "Oh no, we're buggered"? <laughs> In a variety of languages. Very likely. Probably. <laughs> Very Daleks definitely. Being human has to be the best show about at the moment, and just seems to be getting better and better each episode. It's good, especially because it brings something different to vampires. Instead of being all gothy and creature of the night, they go out in the day and could be anyone, which is far more unsettling. One could be your milkman. Also, what's with Mitchell's preference for bright colours? Looks a bit like an explosion in Primark. <laughs> I was wondering, in one of my many moments of curiosity, whether you guys were reading anything interesting or whether you could recommend anything for us out there in the podcast wastes. Ooh. Also, any of you play any good video games at the moment? It's all tea and muffins and excitement in your world, I expect. Mm, Sarah? No. It's been a while since I've had a muffin. <laughs> Thank you very much for writing, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Um, so, any... I thought perhaps next time we could tell people what we're reading, yeah. what yeah. video games. And this yep. time, yep. maybe mention Sarah's name because she suggested it. Yes. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> Heard from Wynne. Hello, Wynne. Hello, Winnie! Wynne says, Dear teen, sorry for this delay in providing feedback. Real life has reared its oh-so-ugly head in the form of potential redundancies at my place of work. Oh. So I've had to pretend to be a hard worker for a while. <laughs> Time will tell if it pays off. Ooh, good luck with good that. Good luck, yeah. yes. Excellent podcast as usual. A very good discussion about Matt Smith. At least your comments about his age were tongue-in-cheek. As you mentioned, the forms, the forums have been less than kind. Well, a vocal minority have. Mm. I think time will tell, but I'm sure the vast toffee, MN, <laughs> wouldn't have selected him if he couldn't act. If we look at the calibre of some of the names mentioned before Matt was selected, and some of them must have auditioned, then Matt must be pretty special. Mm-hmm. I'm a very positive Doctor Who fan. I don't really hate any episode. I just have some that are more special to me than others. <laughs> okay. I like that. More equal than others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. However, until recently, I thought there was nothing about Doctor Who that I hated. Then I read the comments on other forums about Matt Smith. What a bunch of narrow-minded, pig-ignorant, expletive-deleted. I think I'll stick to the Gallifreyan Embassy from now on for Doctor Who forums. May I suggest also having a look at the SFX Doctor Who form? Oh yeah, that could be quite amusing. Yeah, they're quite amusing and level-headed too. Yeah, I think Matt Smith's going to be very good. And he can act. I've seen him in several things now, including Party Animals. Oh, you have? I still haven't seen him. Wynn continues. A quick point revisiting the favourite, least favourite Christmas episode. Just because Voyage of the Damned was was listed as my least favourite doesn't mean I hated it. (laughs) I love it. I just love the others more. (laughs) He's such a happy bunny, isn't he? You read some favourable feedback about the comment that with faith anything is achievable. Well, in my Mm -hmm. cynical frame of mind, I'm reminded of comedian Ian Cognito's mother's comments (laughs) when he claimed nothing's impossible mother oh yeah she said ever tried to push a poo back up your bottom with a spatula (laughs) I think we can all learn something from that Win, right. sweetie, you've been working too hard. What's poor Winnie the Pooh done to deserve that? And Tigger too. Oh dear. Similar to the suggestion about the favourite weepy moments, I was going to suggest a favourite, least favourite Doctor Who hanky moment, <laughs> but it wasn't quite a. B- no, I'm not reading the win. No. Win, win then says something very rude. Bod be with you and special naughty love to Nanny Island. Win. <laughs> 
Ace and Perry. Perry. <laughs> yeah. Bad boy win. <laughs> a very bad yeah. boy. Final letter. Yep, from Joshua. Hello, Joshua. Hello, Hello Joshua. Joshua. Dear team, I've just finished listening to episode 38 for the second time. Another great show. Now I want to add my two cents to the current Doc 2 favourites list. Sad or tear-jerking moments. For old who, as you said, there are, there are not too many. The end of Green Death, though, is, on, is high on my list. When I first watched that story, in the omnibus form, my local PBS station, I was probably 11. It was the first time I'd ever seen the Doctor part ways with a companion, and it was in such dramatic form. Did get quite misty-eyed. So I say that qualifies as a tear-jerking moment. I've report for pure depressive sadness nothing <laughs> could possibly touch the moment two years later when about a month or two after I watched Survival news trickled over the states that Doctor had been cancelled no <laughs> cough, cough, <laughs> pardon me Aww. as far as new who goes the ground is thick with such moments some more natural than others for me there can be only one choice the final five minutes of Forest of the Dead from the Doctor coming to to the sight of River's song about to sacrifice her life to save the day and stop the Doctor from doing the same realising just how special this woman is and will be in his own future powers to stop her and begging her let me do this her explanation of how she knows this was going to happen and her doctor do it all along at their last meeting to Donna and Lee being ripped away from each other after Lee asks Donna am I real to Lee seeing mm-hmm. Donna in reality but being teleported away before he can call her name to Riversong's voiceover that no one is more aware of everyone's mortality than the doctor but that all the skies and all the worlds might just go dark if he ever for one moment accepts it to the doctor realising that his future self must have found a way to save River and his triumph finding her saved in the Sonic to River being resurrected in the virtual world reunited with her team and declaring that man that impossible man he just can't give in could I just say that Joshua wins the prize for the longest sentence in the world (laughs) (laughs) El Presidente has gone purple in the face from trying to read it in one breath (laughs) nice one I watched this episode too many times to count and it gets me every time I liked River Song's first voiceover so much that I memorised it and sad fan alert I've never been able to recite it straight through without getting choked up thanks again for brightening my world every two weeks I only wish the podcast would be longer or more often we don't Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but then you may be honouring the old showbiz mantra leave them wanting more in that case mission accomplished Joshua Sacramento lovely to hear from you thank you very much for all your feedback you're all absolutely wonderful if you'd like to get in touch uh, make any suggestions give us a bit of feedback about what we've discussed you can reach us at show at staggering stories dot net so unfortunately that brings this podcast to another shuddering conclusion in the next one more of the same more hilarity more silliness more news more reviews more who old and new mm. so until then this is me crumbly saying be seeing you farewell goodbye i'm going to go forth and make my mark in the world yes we had a cat that used to do that you have been listening to a Stanley Stories podcast, Series 1, number 39, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and Real Keith Dunn. Views expressed here by the speaker and don't necessarily represent those the other speakers or aside. The corporate infringement is intended, and this podcast is a Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. He was talking about how he got seduced by a female gorilla. A female gorilla? Yes. It's <clears throat> very rude to his fans these days, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently it was, was it San Diego Zoo or something like that. Mm. And he went in this cage with a female gorilla and grabbed all of his ghoulies. <laughs>
<laughs> like Crocodile D wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bloke. <laughs> Probably best off of his ad a week. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about the doctor wearing a white fedora hat and a long furry coat. <laughs> <laughs> Saying to Rose, get out on the streets and earn me some money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ho. Ho. <laughs> so it'll be Dr. Ho then. Yeah. Oh. That's very good. <laughs> I've been waiting years to get that. I like canine. I know you like. You, the first time I met you, you had built a cardboard oh, canine. Oh, God. It wasn't cardboard. <laughs> oh, it was I'm chicken sorry. wire and papier mache. Chicken wire and papier mache, yeah. And it was good, and it met the real canine yeah, at Leisure t- Hive 2. You took it all the way to Swindon. I did. Yeah. God knows why. <laughs> <laughs> Damned if I know how we got it back again. <laughs> did you get it back again? Yeah, I don't think you did. You yes, we did. We room. did, because I ended up burning it in the back garden. Oh. <laughs> ceremonial Viking funeral. <laughs> For canine. For canine. Well, it wasn't oh. much of a ceremonial funeral, because it literally was strike match. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, a slightly incendiary canine. <laughs> this is crumpled pile of chicken wire gradually falling over sideways. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. It's like Luke Skywalker burning Darth Vader. But really quick. <laughs> <laughs> you expect the music in the background. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, canine reappearing in Sarah Jane, it's, we're going to have two canine shows in that case, because apparently there's uh, uh, a canine series being filmed out in Australia. Right. Uh, Paul Tams, the co-creator and associate... Per- I'm going to say that. Try again. Paul Tams, the co-owner... <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't actually read news out. I just comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me not do words. Words be hard to me. Shut up. <laughs> worms, worms don't come easy. <laughs> Paul Tams, the co-creator and associate producer... On- Woohoo! Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry! Sorry, 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 sorry. I was just so happy you got it out. Sure. <laughs> 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 come over there and slap you something hard in a minute, woman. I'm sorry. 